Kev, and uh, thank you, Emily, as well. What a, what a really, really important theme we're, we're looking at this morning. I mean, it's really timely, isn't it? It's a year of headlines full of COVID and so on. What a really important theme. And uh, I, I'm just going to uh, I'm going to start. I'm just going to read th- four words before em- the bit that Emily read, and then just two verses, and just build on what Emily has already been been bringing. So it's Philippians four, and we're t- if you haven't guessed, we're talking about anxiety and fear. And uh, so chapter four and verse five says this: The Lord is near. So don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now, if I, to that, if I translate that more exactly, it, it, it really says, stop worrying about anything, but in everything, pray. So this is a big sort of contrast. Stop worrying about anything, pray about everything. And that's some really, really good advice. But then you might say, well, hang on a minute, isn't that unrealistic? Isn't it unrealistic? never to be concerned about situations around us. Yes, it is. And in fact, that the same word for, for worry or, be, or, or, or care is, uh, has already been used in chapter 2 and verse 20 about Timothy and his concern for these dear Christians. It says there in verse 20, um, I want to send Timothy to you. Uh, no one like him. Everyone looks out for their own interests, but he shows genuine concern for your welfare. So that concern is the word for worry. So, so absolutely, it, it's not realistic to have no concerns. But clearly, there's kind of a tipping point where concern goes over into anxiety. We all know that, don't we? There, we, we might be concerned about something. You know, uh, um, it's, it's right to be concerned about, well, I wonder what will happen in, in this situation. That, that's fine. But clearly, Paul, rec- he sees that something's tipped over. It's, it's gone past the, uh, uh, that point of, of, of comfort into discomfort. And, and that's what happens, isn't it? You know it's true. I know it's true. There's, there's, there's times when concerns just tip over into anxiety. And you start to feel stressed. And you perhaps can't sleep. Now, I I am certain that some of us, I include myself here, some of us are perhaps are prone to be to being anxious about things. Maybe maybe you're not sleeping well just now. And that's a sign that it's tipped over from concern into worry. And and Paul's saying don't let that happen. You, you, you do not want that to happen. Don't let concerns tip over into, into worry and anxiety because it won't do you any good at all. And as Emily said, it's, it's not easy to, to, to stay calm, is it? You know, keep calm and carry on. Well, that's not 
always easy when headlines uh, are, are, are constantly full of fear words, crisis, you know, and so on. It, it's, it's not easy. And, and, and I, do you know what? I, I think that our Father God has huge compassion on the people of our generation, probably more than any other generation. We are bombarded with, with news up to the minute. I mean, go back 100 years. You might hear about something a year later if it happened on the other side of the world. But you and I are bombarded all the time. These are not easy days to be at peace. They're not. God has compassion on you. And in these few moments, I'm, just, I'm going to do it in two little bits, okay? And I'm, I'm talk, I've got three points. The problem, the solution, and the result. I'm just going to split it in half, okay? So the problem, well, that, I've been telling you that this is the problem. It's not easy in these days not to be anxious. Hey, it was not easy for Paul in prison with a prison sentence hanging over his, de- his head. That was not an easy moment for him, so he knows what he is talking about. It's not easy to find peace in stressful days, in these days that we live in. That's the problem. So what's the solution? Well, you can try and, quite, you can try and drown your worries. And that's what a lot of people will be doing through this time, to their great peril, because you've got to wake up tomorrow. Or you can just throw yourself into social media, get lost on the internet somewhere. That's not going to help you either. That's going to lead you into all kind of confusions and very unhelpful ways. So what can we do? Paul's words are echoing the words that that, that Jesus spoke in in Matthew. Do you remember? He spoke about, you know, don't worry about what you're going to eat. Do you remember when lockdown began? Oh, how are we going to get supplies? You know, how many of you stocked up on toilet paper and all that stuff and, you know, how are we going to, and, and, and it's so easy to worry about those kind of things. And Jesus, do you remember, he said, don't worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear. Look at the birds of the air. Your heavenly Father looks after them. So these are the words of Jesus. There's something that the Lord wants us to know about. And, and I'm just going to start to tell you about the solution. We're going to sing a song in a moment. Here's the solution. These are turbulent days, right? They are, aren't they? They're very turbulent. Newspaper headlines, they're full of fear words. They're turbulent days. What do you need when there's a lot of turbulent, turbulent, I can't say the word now. Can you help me, please? I I, I can't find it. Um, It's um, turbulence. There we go. When when you're going through turbulence, you need some stability, stabilizers, right? Let's go sailing. If you are in a boat, okay, a little boat. Now, if you're a sailor, you'll know this. Uh, The amount of fun you have in a boat is inversely proportional to the size of the boat. In other words, the smaller the boat, the more fun, because you get thrown around, and, and you get wet, and you fall in. If you want to be more stable, you need a bigger boat. You need more, you need stabilizers. 
a bigger boat. It's got a, a, a whacking great keel down there, a big lump of metal down there that's going to stop it turning over. It's got, it's got buoyancy. It's, it's got stability. If you are going through, or rather, when you go through turbulent times, you need stabilizers. You need something big to hold you. Now, now please hear this, and we're going to sing about it in a moment. What you need is big truth in your small boat. Big truth in your small boat. That's why I'm always going on about singing big songs. Big truth in small places. You need big truth in, your, in the, the, those small details of your life. Okay, big truth in small places. This is a biblical principle. Magnificent truth in the mundane situations of life. That's what you and I need to do. That's why we sing big songs. Now, how many of you have been looking at uh, listening to Kings Daily? Any of you doing Kings Daily? Okay. Now, if you do Kings Daily, it's great. Marcus on Friday. He was great. He was in Psalm 46. God is our... This is, hey, this is big truth to come into small places, your life. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we won't fear even if the earth gives way, even if the mountains fall into the sea. This is big truth. Bring that big truth into your small lives and it will make you stable. It'll stop you wobbling. That psalm, is, it, 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 it was uh, the, the battle hymn of the Reformation, Martin Luther and all that. Remember, not, not Martin Luther King, Martin Luther, 15th century. He was up against the whole Holy Roman Empire. He was saying radical things. No, you don't have to buy indulgences to, to find peace with God. It's by grace that we're saved. One little man against the whole empire. That, this was his battle cry. I mean, you know, uh, he, he wrote a hymn about it. I, I, you know, I, I nearly, no, I wouldn't do this. I know I throw our musicians sometimes. Mighty fortress is our God. Anyone ever sung that a magnificent hymn? It was the, it's what they sang through the Reformation. I, 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 oh, I've got the words here. Um, I can't. My time's going. A mighty fortress is our God, a bulwark, a bulwark against failing. Our helper he amidst the flood of mortal life, over mortal life prevailing. I mean, it's great. They're great words. This is big truth in, in small lives. That is what you need right now. And I'm going to pray, and you've got situations that are throwing you right now. There are things that are making you fearful right now. And we're going to sing a song. It's a lovely old song. I think this is what we're going to sing. Sorry, Kev, let's hope it is. And it's, it's a lovely song. Into your hands I commit again. You belong to the King, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the one who is Jesus, who's raised from the dead. Into your hands, in Christ, I commit again.
That's what he says. Verse 1, stand firm in the Lord. We're back to that lovely picture. Into your hands I commit. Now, look, as we sing this song, I want you to be just bringing the, the, the small... Okay, you think they're big, but this they are. I'm not, try, I'm, not being, I'm not being condescending. Bring big truth into your small life. The King of Kings, the one who threw stars into space, the one who holds all things together by his word. He's your Lord, your Father. Big truth, small places. Thanks, Kev. What a beautiful song. Lord, we, we ask for your magnificent truth to flood the mundane things of our lives. Things that seem big in our eyes, but in your eyes, they're very small. Lord, I pray, wherever people are watching this morning, I pray, come Holy Spirit. And with magnificent truth of your, your love and your glory, your might, your care, come and flood our lives. In Jesus' name. Well, we've looked at the, the problem. Do be, yes, sorry, do be seated. We've looked at the problem. We've looked at the solution. By the way, if you need more of that solution, a uh, little book request. Book, uh, I can't think of the word. I'm trying to sell you a book, basically. Battle for the Mind. We've, put, we've pushed it many times here. If you're here this morning, you can have a copy free on me as you, as you leave. If you want a copy... Uh, do come through to King's. It's to be three pounds um, tomorrow onwards. Come and have, you can have a coffee. At, uh, Don, the flower will make you a lovely coffee tomorrow. And uh, you can also uh, order a meal here. So come through, grab that book, Big Truth in Small Places. What is the result? Shalom. Shalom. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding will guard your heart. Now, peace. I'm hoping there's one or two of you that remember a song by Tom Paxton, Peace Will Come. Come on, someone, I've got no one. Everyone's, everyone's doing blank here. Okay, it's a long time ago. But there's a song, uh, Peace Will Come. It's written during the, during the Vietnam War that went on for years and years. Is there ever going to be peace? And people started to sing, Peace Will Come. And it, various uh, artists sang it. And, you know, I, the reason I read that, 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 those little words at the end of verse 5, the Lord is near. And uh, Paul has just said a few verses earlier, our citizenship's in heaven. And we're eagerly awaiting a saviour from there. And, you know, that's the biggest truth of all to get on board. I often say when you leave here on a Sunday, look at the sky and remind yourself one day they will be filled with the glory of the coming of Jesus. That is big truth. It's Bible truth. All things new. New heaven, new earth, everything new. That's our, that's our future. Big truth. Folks, this peace, it 
it has already come. The Prince of Peace has come. He's, a, he's already walked this earth. God's perfect peace, the peace that he has within himself, this peace has already, it has already come, and he will come again. And he can come into your life right now. And here's the thing. You see, if you want the peace of God, you need to have peace with God. And the Bible tells us that until we bend the knee and say, Lord, I recognize my need of you. Until we bend the knee and recognize, Lord, I, Lord Jesus, I believe you came and you went to the cross because of my rebellion and my, all my sin and, and grot. You, you came to make peace. Until we bend the knee to Jesus, the Prince of Peace, we can't have the, the peace of God. We need to be, have peace with God first. But the good news is, and I'm coming into, into land now, in Romans chapter 5, Paul, it was the book of Romans, of course, that opened Martin Luther's eyes. He was, he was actually teaching students on the book of Romans. And he, wow. And it, anyway, therefore, since we have been justified through, by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And he goes on and he said, you see, just at the right time when we were powerless, when you were powerless, just at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. I mean, and very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person. For a good person, one might possibly dare to die, but God demonstrates his love for us while we were yet sinners. He died for us. And now we've been justified by his blood. How much more are we going to be saved from God's wrath through him? If while we were God's enemies... We will reconcile to him through the death of his son. How much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Oh, dear friends, magnificent truth in mundane places. Got an amen over here just now. Folks, this is beautiful. The peace of God comes from absolute confidence and trust in God's wise, powerful, perfect plans for your life. You have to give him your life. That's where peace comes from, through big truth in small places. That's where it comes from. What kind of peace is it? It transcends. It's just huge. It's huge. There's a story of someone who bought a Rolls-Royce once, and he noticed that, didn't, didn't say how big the engine was, and he wrote back to Rolls-Royce, uh, excuse me, doesn't say anywhere, could you please tell me how big the engine is? And the reply came back, adequate. You're not going to run out of power. Listen, the peace of God, which passes all understanding. I've got to stop, my time's gone, but this is a beautiful thing. Will guard your heart and your mind because it's the peace of God. It's the peace that God himself has. And he comes into your situation, your small situation, with his wonderful truth, for his glory. He can do that for you today. I've, 
we're going to I'm going to close there, and I just encourage you to join us on Kings Daily, day on a daily basis. Get magnificent truth into the mundanities of your life, and it will change you. Kev.